Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Puzzling, a true crime podcast. I'm Bailey. I'm Sarah. And, and we're your hosts. And we're your hosts, and Tiffany's not here. <laughs> Tiffany is sick as a dog. She's sick, baby. Super sick. So, um, but I'm, I'm back. I know, and we're excited. I know. And it's this is a really, really weird record. It's Halloween. Yeah. And this episode's coming out tomorrow. And it's spooky, spooky dookie. Yeah. And it's also 1030 in the morning and we're recording. We never record in the morning. I know. But we busy people. I know. It's been a lot. It's, it's been, been a lot. Well, Tiffany was away. Mm-hmm. And then I had the garage sale mm-hmm. and I had plans last night. Yeah. And we were supposed to record Friday, but then Tiffany got sick. Yeah. And then, yeah, we just had plans all weekend. So we're just trying to squeeze in. Yeah. We're making like, it work. Between my meetings and, like, do you want to Do you want to share your super special announcement about Avery? Yeah, I would like to. Okay. Um, yesterday, baby girl took her first steps. And I didn't tell Bailey, so no. when she walked in today, I, um, I said, oh, Avery, do you want to show Auntie Bailey your new trick? And she, or your new skill? And she was like, what? And she, I was like, sit on the ground. And I just stood her up. And I let her go, and she, like, walked over to her. I know. It was <laughs> so, so cute. And she's pretty good. I mean, she's a little bobbly, yeah. but, like... Right. Wow, the heater is very loud. I'm going to turn that off. Okay. <laughs> All right. Pause. Pause. While we pause, I'll, I'll give my life updates. I haven't been here in two weeks, and, um... It's going to take a second. Yeah, it's fine. Um, what has happened in the past two weeks? I just got a new tattoo last night. It's adorable. I got a, uh, a spooky, um cowboy ghost i love it his name's jenkins i'm obsessed with it yeah it was very spur of the moment um and then i i don't even know what have i done in the past two weeks um i'm unemployed (laughs) (laughs) well but like not 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 intentionally no my um my restaurant had to shut down for two weeks for um just some renovations and stuff but it was kind of unexpected and so yeah so I uh, haven't worked, but I've been, you know, getting my shit back together. I've been, we just cleaned out our house and had a garage sale. Sometimes it's like you need a reset. Oh, I and definitely like needed it. And like not having work is a huge reset. I definitely needed it. And it just sucks because like I'm poor, but it's fine. I'm making it work. I'll manage. Um, you got this. And then I'm finishing, as I'm talking about like getting tattoos and stuff, I'm like, I'm so poor. I'm unemployed. <laughs> But I had this money set aside, and I'm good. Yeah. But um, I'm finishing my hit piece on Wednesday. I'm very excited. I'm excited to see it. I know. Because I like it a lot already. I, I can't you were adding to it. Yeah. So sh- it's going to be, like, where the fern is that, c- that comes up my hip. She's going to do it down my thigh. Mm. Oh, hi, Nova. Nova. Nova, you better not knock that over, baby girl. Baby girl. Um, mm-hmm. I... Went to a comedy show. Oh, oh yeah. On Thursday. How was that? Um, it was so good. It was Craig Conant, and he was hilarious. And his two opening acts were like Reno locals, hmm. and they were so good. Interesting. Yeah, I love comedy. I've never been to a show, but I watch it on like Netflix all the time and shit. It's so like I, I'm telling you, just look up any show in Reno and go. Like it's so much better in person right. because it like you're feeding off like everybody else's energy and mm-hmm. like it was just so funny like some of the stuff that he was saying that you know like it's some of it were bits that I've heard before just from like his social media and everything right but like he says it a little bit differently or he plays off somebody else like in the crowd yeah I love yeah. the crowd engagement yeah like that's always super fun there was the op- one opening act he was standing there and he was like doing his whole piece and he like stopped and he just like whipped his head to the side and he was like 
fuck you, you fired me, to some guy sitting in the crowd. It was, like, his old boss, <laughs> and he, like, f- had fired him a few years ago. Why would he go to the show? I, it just, I mean, like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, it was just, like, funny. Yeah. And, like, also, he didn't, probably didn't know that he was going to be the opening act. Like, they didn't, right, right. you know, he wasn't advertised as it. it was That's just so funny. Advertised as a Craig Conan show. Yeah. And, yeah, we got sweatshirts, and we got to hang out with all the comedians after. That's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, no, it was really cool. Yeah. I got a Lucy Goosey sweatshirt. That sounds so. like fun. I know, it was so much fun. My favorite comedian is Chris D'Elia. Yeah. And if I ever fucking he got a chance to see him. He was just in Reno. Like, what? Yeah, like uh, a couple months ago. He he comes back a lot. Next time he comes back, I'll let you know and we'll, we'll go. Yeah, I would love to see Chris D'Elia. Yeah. He does like a bit about babies that just yeah. is like, it kills me. Yeah. It's so funny. We're going to see Tom Segura in uh, December. December in Reno? 2nd. Yeah. Nice. And... There's something, oh, I've learned that um, I'm very good at ping pong. <laughs> I'm fucking terrible at ping pong. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, listen. Christian and I, we I have done this thing where we just re- figure out that we're really bad at certain sports. Didn't you say pool you're really bad at? We're or? both really bad at pool. Yeah, okay. We're both really bad at beer pong. Mm, we're I both think, really bad at golf. <laughs> we went to the driving range, dude. <laughs> if you're bad at beer pong, that's maybe a good thing yeah well Means yeah that you don't like... we were also the only time we played we were both like pretty drunk so that also right. could i mean we were like past the point of like having hand-eye coordination <laughs> um but i we... just have none to begin with yeah so. we went to um christian's mom's after the comedy show and we were like in the garage playing they were playing ping pong and i was like dude i haven't played ping pong in so long i was so good hmm. i was a shark Sorry, I'm eating olives right now. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, walks over to me. She goes, do you want an olive? And I was like, fuck no. Absolutely not. I was feeling snackish. Have you heard of the olive theory? No. You don't know the olive theory? No. Oh, my gosh. What is it? Does Jason like olives? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I don't want to tell you then. <laughs> Why? The olive theory is supposed to say that, like, your soulmate, like, if you like olives, your soulmate hates them and, like, oh. vice versa. <gasps> I know. Is Jason not my soulmate? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> It's just like no, a, it's but just there like are a... a lot of things that he really likes that I hate, <clears throat> and like vice versa. Yeah, like all my favorite foods, he hates. Yeah, and all I always his say like if somebody you got to find somebody who uh, like if you love pickles, you got to find somebody who hates pickles. So that when you go out to eat and they get a pickle, that you get the pickle. Yeah, and that was me and Jason for a long time. Yeah, um, but then he made me like pickles because he refuses to. Really? Yeah. I used to, when my mom and I would go out, she, like, we would go to, like, Burger King or whatever, and they mm-hmm. put pickles on their burgers, and she used to ask for no pickles, and I was like, ask for the pickles, take them off, and but let me eat them. But you can taste them still. Mm, you can. Fair. You can. See, like, that doesn't bother me, because I love pickles. Right. No, but I, I don't like pickles on my burgers still, and, but you, and you can taste them. Mm. If they put them on there, even if you pick them off, that vinegar is stuck. I love stuck pickles. There. Extra pickles. Ooh. See, I'm, like, very slowly dipping in my toes into pickles. When I, I was that. pregnant, it was just that I wanted to smell them. Really? Yeah, oh, I, I do they remember smelled that. so I good. I do remember that. And I would, <laughs> I'd make Jason eat, like, six pickles a night because it'd be like... Let me smell your breath. Yeah. No, I'd be like, can you... you Breathe wanna, in my face. You want a pickle? And then he'd, he'd be like, okay. And so he'd get one. And he'd, I'd be like, let me smell it. And I'd smell it. And then I'd be like, you know, it smells so good. I want to, like, take a bite. Take a bite. Hate it. Yeah. And then he'd finish the pickle and, like, five minutes later, it'd be like go get another pickle get and another he's like pickle. i don't want a pickle i'm like get another pickle i want to smell it and yeah. then i'd take a bite it was a whole thing don't mess with the pregnant lady i know you so. gotta do it. he went to the grocery store two times in one night for me 
Oh, because I said I wanted sourdough bread, and he's like, anything else while I'm here? And I was like, nope, just sourdough. And then his roommate's girlfriend came out, and she was eating watermelon, and I was like, I want a watermelon. And he was like, and what do you want me to do? And I was like, I don't know, whatever. Do you remember when we were here having our wine night, and he rode his longboard to the liquor store? Yeah. To get us more wine? (laughs) Yeah. Jason? Okay. I'm going to say this, and then it's your turn to go. Jason is a fucking king dude yeah. he does anything for you mm. anything yeah. mm-hmm. he loves you oh for sure and i love that he is so considerate of your friends as well yeah that's the thing is like i know some people that are they'll like they love their girlfriends and like you know they're nice people but they don't really step out of their way for yeah. people that aren't like their people and he like really makes my people his people yeah like he definitely goes out of his way to show the same like love and respect to my friends that he does to like his friends and yeah. me and his family i know he's such a good person yeah it's he's amazing we stand jason <laughs> yes we do <laughs> and he works at uh, a brewery now so i get free drinks there <laughs> i love that for you i know it's pretty fun so all right, your turn. Um, yeah, my week, I don't know. It was pretty good. It's been really busy. I've been, like, working a lot. I'm, I'm in training for closing right now. Transaction coordination. And uh, it's a lot. It's, like, a lot to learn. It's a lot to look at, like, so much information. So I've kind of just been, like, working and not doing much. But it's probably so nice that, like, you are learning like I love Mm. I love being at work and like learning new things totally that's like my biggest thing and why I really like this job is because like I get to learn yeah and yeah there's a lot to learn like an insane amount so yeah um it's been fun but it's just been busy and then Saturday we went to the Nevada Day Parade oh my gosh how was that it was a fucking blast. I, w- I was, was going to go. It was so much fun. I was going to go, but we I had I thought the- that you and Christian would because he's right there. Yeah. No, we were... Well, I mean, it was just poor planning on my part because I, like, got everything together for the garage sale and then he was like, oh, the Nevada Day Parade's on Saturday. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I already made signs and everything right. for this garage sale. Like, I, if I don't do the garage sale this weekend, it wasn't going to happen. Right, right. So I was like, I got to do this instead. So yeah. I did that. I it, was a, it was a blast. It's less about the parade and more about drinking yeah because you can you, you can walk around the streets with drinks there it's yeah, like it's fucking it, yeah. so fun so we dropped off avery with jay's mom and carson and then we went downtown Eight. and like had drinks got food walked where, around were you guys like south carson street um yeah we were kind of like up and down we okay. literally walked probably like four miles were you up by like the insane. capitol building we were in front of at first uh the fox pub Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That place is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I know. Jason, really good. Jason used to work there when it was called the Firkin and Fox. The, the Firkin and Fox? Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, it used to be called that. Now it's Are you just joking my Fox ass? Pub. No, it's the, it was the Firkin and Fox. The Firkin? I love Firkin. that name. Yeah, I don't the know. The Firkin it, and Fox, baby. I don't know what it means. But <laughs> and then, like, we walked all the way down to Red's 395. Then we walked all the way up to, like, Washington Street. Oh, shit. You were... We literally walked we were, like You were miles. moving and grooving, baby. We were moving and grooving, for sure. I know. I didn't even know Nevada Day was a thing. We, I was down I was down in Garnerville on Friday, and he was like, the banks are all closed. And I was like, why? And he's like, it's Nevada Day. And I was like, apparently, it's like a big Carson thing. And Well, it's, I mean, it's the state capital, yeah. yeah. But like, st- like I was like, what? what is Nevada Day? And he's like, Kids it's the- Kids get day off from school. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And he was like, he was like, it's the day that Nevada became a state. And I'm like, 
I don't know a single other state that does that. No. Like, at all. No. And at one point in the parade, there was just, like, 15... I think they were, like, veterans. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had, like, rifles. And they were just shooting the rifles up into the air. Yeah. Like, blanks. Sounds obviously. like Nevada. <laughs> yeah. And the girl... One of the girls... So, one of Jason's friends has a girlfriend. And she just looked at me and said... This is the most Nevada thing I've ever I, seen. Literally. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I don't know anywhere It's. I feel like any of this. I'm, I'm surprised, like, does, do you think Texas does I that? Because, like, I, I if any I've, state, I would expect Texas to do that. Yeah, I have no idea. I honestly don't. But that's Nevada, guys. that we should look up. I've always thought Nevada was, like, a weird state. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, you know what, maybe when I, like, move, like, I mean, we, we don't live in Nevada, but, like, basically, like, Nevada's right here. Mm-hmm. We're there all the time. And um when i moved here nope it's still really fucking weird like yeah. like some of the stuff that just happens in nevada yeah. i'm like okay yeah like what is fucking happening I, yeah <laughs> i don't i sense. literally do not get it yeah it's wild but, so but that was fun nevada day yeah it's fun we love a good nevada day yeah i'll go again <laughs> yeah he was telling me that there was like uh they like drill rocks and stuff or something like that they like there's on nevada day yeah i don't, I don't know Let's see. Like, <laughs> I would. I don't know. <laughs> I would expect it. I mean, it's Nevada. I'd like. Yeah, I don't know. Um, whatever. Yeah. Did you know that if you hit a, a a quail, and you get caught, you get like a ten thousand dollar fine. If you hit like with a car. Yeah. Well, sometimes you can't help that. I know. It's a state bird, though. No, a quail is California state bird. Oh, really? Yeah, I lived on Quail Street growing up. Oh, I think. Well, I don't know. Maybe the, there's like a state bird. Of Nevada. Oh, your child is crying. Yeah, she'll fall asleep. Oh, <laughs> 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 she needs a nap, so it's fine. Uh, yeah, I thought the California state bird was yeah California quail. Oh, what's Nevada then? Can you look it up? Yeah. Uh, I think maybe it's a different type of quail. Oh, maybe. They're pretty. Poppy cats. No, mountain bluebird. Oh, this is Nevada's. Okay, guys, disregard everything I just said because <laughs> I was completely wrong. Yeah, that's There's weird. something, I forget. Oh, no, it's like the free-range animals. Like, when you're driving out, like, 50, you know how there's, like, a whole bunch of free-range ranches? Mm. Uh, if you hit one of those, it's like... You gotta pay for it, yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta, like, pay the price. Okay, guys, I was totally wrong. <laughs> Don't listen and to me. And it's illegal to, like, even if you hit a bird of prey, if you take a feather, it's illegal to have it. Oh. <laughs> I'm just not going to incriminate myself right now. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) I have a story for you after. I'm going to, I need to pause right now and tell you the story before I forget because it's a funny one. Okay, sorry guys. I didn't want to incriminate myself or anybody else on the podcast, but I had to tell Sarah that story. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we get into it? We should get into it. It's kind of a long one. Okay. So, it's kind of spooky because it's Halloween. Spookily boogly. Spooky boogly. Um... I know Netflix just came out with a series on this, but I want to tell the true story because the series is, like, very dramatized it, and scary. Is it Girl from Ohio? Girl no. in Ohio? Oh. Uh-uh. Devil um, in Ohio, whatever it's called? No. I don't think that's a true story. Devil in Ohio? Oh. I'm, it's fucking creepy, though. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I can't watch it alone. Oh. I get, I get scared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the series is very like dramatized and scary. But I think that the story, like the true story, is just as scary in its own ways. It's not so, dumber, is it? No. Oh. So um, 
this is the true story of the Watcher House. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I um, haven't watched it yet. Mm. Neither have I, but I heard that it's like way over the top drama. Yeah. Uh, well, like, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's Netflix. There's not like a lot of it is not factual. People said the same. <laughs> so the same thing about like Dahmer too, though, is like mm. Jesus. Sorry. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, but yeah. So a little fun fact is that the. So the Broadus family is the family that it's based on. They're not called the Broaduses in the series. Um, but a What fun, are they called, do you know? Uh, it's like the Braddocks, I think. Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so they didn't really have any involvement in the Netflix series, but they did have two requests and one suggestion. And the requests were that their real names not be used. Oh, okay. Got it. And the actors looked as little like them as possible. And then their suggestion was that they wouldn't mind if the house got burned down in the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't mind that. Yeah, they're like, that'd be fine. Okay. So, anyway, here it is. Wait, can I say one more thing before you go? Yeah. I'm excited because I haven't watched this yet. Mm. And I do plan on watching it. I just need to, like, watch it at the right time. Yeah, I figure so, it's worth knowing the the true story I'm if excited. you're gonna watch it yes i'm excited that you're gonna tell me the true story because i'm gonna watch it and be like mm, that's not true yeah like know the differences yeah. um and there there are a lot of differences like okay main well i don't want to spoil it but um maria and derek brodus i think it's brodus how to spell it b-r-o-a-d-d-u-s i would say brodus yeah, yeah brodus um, we're a married couple with three young kids who at the time were five, eight, and ten. Maria grew up in Westfield, New Jersey, and Derek was the vice president at an insurance company in New Jersey. And a little background on Westfield, New Jersey. Um, it's always described as a quaint, friendly town. It's wealthy course. area, too. Mm, yeah. So there's, it's a population of 30,000, so it's actually a pretty small town. And it's mostly family-oriented. It's a suburban town, and it's ranked... 30 safest, 30th safest town in the U.S., 99th richest in the USA, and the 18th richest town in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, like, money. The median income there is $160,000 yeah. a year. Jersey in, general, median. Jersey in general is a very rich state. Like, people don't realize that. Yeah, I did not know that. Because when they think Jersey, they think, like, Camden and, like... I think, like, Jersey Shore, like, fucking. Yeah, no, but, like, all those, like... Everything in the middle of the state, mm-hmm. like straight up and down, mm-hmm. it's all super wealthy areas. Yeah, the median being one hundred and sixty thousand is a lot bonkers. Yeah, that's insane. Um, a few blocks away from the house that Maria grew up in was six fifty seven Boulevard. The home was up for sale, and they loved it. And according to everyone in town, Boulevard was the best street to live on, which is okay weird to me because like we always say like, you know, like fifth boulevard or whatever yeah. but like the literal street name is just boulevard is it boulevard street no it's just boulevard it's so weird i know <laughs> so uh 657 was the most beautiful house on the street it was built in 1905 and it had six bedrooms and three and a half bathrooms holy shit yeah big house the Broduses bought the house on june 2nd 2014 for 1.3 million holy shit guys mm-hmm but then they just decided to do a little remodeling before oh. moving it. So it's like, throw some more money into that. Why not? <laughs> um, they spent the days there with the kids, running the contractors and doing some things themselves while the kids played inside and on the property. Three days after closing on the house on June 5th, 
Derek had been painting all day, and he was alone, and he checked the mailbox before leaving around 10 p.m. In the mailbox, he found a white envelope addressed to, quote, the new owner. The envelope had been handwritten, but the letter inside was typed. And here is what that letter said. Are you ready? (laughs) Okay. Quote, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. I see already that you have flooded 657 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk tisk tisk. Bad move. You don't want to make 657 Boulevard unhappy. You have children. I have seen them. So far, I think there are three that I have counted. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. I got chills. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 657 Boulevard each day. Maybe I'm in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 657 Boulevard. Maybe I'm in one. Look at the many windows in 657 Boulevard. At all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Fuck this guy, dude. Yeah. So I like I grew up in Pennsylvania, so like mm-hmm. I remember this happening. Right. But like I do not remember the details of it. But like they didn't release the letters. Yeah. Like no, right away. No, Mm-mm. I just knew about the letters, and I knew, I remember hearing the story like on the news, and like my town is a couple miles from the Jersey border, so yeah. like it was on my local news. Yeah. And no one has the letters in full still. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. But like. I, just hearing like that yeah. imagine moving into a new house and getting that letter in your mailbox like i'd be like oh i'm gonna put this be- bitch back up for sale yeah right i'm gone yeah so the letter was signed the watcher in cursive and derek immediately went inside t- like turned off all the lights kind of like hid in the house <laughs> and called the police an officer arrived at the house and said and i quote what the fuck is this yeah which is <laughs> like same yeah yeah <laughs> The officer recommended that Derek move a piece of equipment that was on the back porch so whoever had written the letter couldn't use it to, like, smash the window and get in. And so Derek did that, and then he went back home to his family, who were still living at their old house. And that night, Derek and Maria wrote an email to John and Andrea Woods, the couple who had sold the house, to ask if they had any idea who the watcher might be or why he or she had written to them. And apparently somewhere in the letter... Which, I don't know, probably was cut out from the source that I found, like, the letters in. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a line in it that said, quote, I asked the woods to send me young blood, and it looks like they listened. What the fuck? Yeah. So, Andrea Woods replied the next morning and said that a few days before moving out, the woods had also received a letter from the watcher. And she said that the note had been odd, 
and made similar mention of the Watcher's family observing the house over time, but Andrea said that her and her husband had never received anything like it in the 23 years that they had owned the house, so they just threw it away, like, not really thinking of it. Uh, but I feel like that's something you should mention. Yeah, and we'll see. That's, like, a big thing. Um, that day, the Woods went with Maria to the police station, where Detective Leonard Lugo told her not to tell anyone about the letters, including her new neighbors, since now all of them were suspects. Yeah. A few weeks later, Derek was giving a couple who lived on the block a tour of the house and showing off the renovations when the wife of the neighbor, like, the wife of the neighbor said, quote, it'll be nice to have young blood in the neighborhood. But, like, they looked into that and nothing came out of her. Okay, but, like, that's so weird that they would use the same... Because I feel like I've never said young blood. Yeah. <laughs> like, With a young blood. Like... Right, like, I don't think that's, like, a common thing to say. But I guess, like, it just wasn't... Yeah. It didn't go anywhere. But it was just weird. That is really weird. And a general contractor um, had gotten to the house one morning to find that a big sign he'd hammered into the front yard had been ripped out overnight. Why? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think there's, like, someone just trying to scare them. But, it like, the letters get very strange. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, on June 18th, they received another letter. Maria was the one who found it this time when she went by the house to check out some, like, paint samples. Um, and she just checked the mailbox. And this one said, quote, Welcome again to your new home on 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what's in the walls yet? In time, they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. You certainly say their names often. Is, and then the name is taken out because... Children. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the kids. Yeah. Is Blank the artist in the family? 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic? Or will you all sleep on the second floor? Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me to know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. All of the windows and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch you and track you as you move through the house. Who am I? I am the watcher and I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. The Woods family turned it over to you. It was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. And now you are too, Broadus family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought the past three families to 657 Boulevard, and now it has brought you to me. Have a happy moving in day. You know I will be watching. Literally, fuck this guy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. He's so sadistic. Yeah. Well, and, like, we'll kind of go into the, in the investigation, like, the theories about who it is, because it is very angry and, like, very dark, but, like, it doesn't have a lot of, um, like, profanity or cursing. Do they know who it is? They, oh, God. It's never been solved. Oh, I just got chills. So chills, there are a lot chills. of, there are a lot of theories, and we'll go over those. Um, 
So at this point, they stopped bringing the kids to the house, which is totally understandable. And after a bit of discussion, they delayed moving in because of the letters. They told friends and family that they weren't moving in because of legal issues, since they were told not to tell anyone about the letters. Derek became depressed, and Maria started seeing a therapist who told her that she was suffering from PTSD and that it wouldn't go away until they sold the house. They both started taking medication to help them go to sleep, but Maria was even having nightmares. One of her nightmares was about a man who was living nearby, and he was wearing boots and carrying a pitchfork. He called out to the kids, and she wasn't able to get to them in time. Oh my god. Then they got a letter that said, quote, Where have you gone to? 657 Boulevard is missing you. <sighs> so, they moved in with Maria's parents since their old house had already been sold. Like, they're fucked. Yeah. You know? Like, they put a lot of shit into this house and, like, sold their old house and now they have nowhere to go. Yeah. Um, and it's honestly really hard to just find the letters, like, in their entirety because they haven't been fully, fully released. released. Yeah. But, like, you can find bits and pieces here and it's hard to tell, like, what pieces go to which letters. Um... And, but, like, when they were sent. And, yeah. Yeah, when they were found. Right. And... But here are two more creepy parts to some of the letters. And uh, real quick, the letters, they weren't mailed, right? They were placed in the mailbox? No, they were mailed. They were mailed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they just didn't have, like, a return address on them. Yeah. Which I feel like you shouldn't be able to mail a letter if you don't have a return address. Yeah. On it. Like, for shit like this. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, two more parts of the, or, like, Two parts of some of the letters, I don't know which, uh, are, quote, Are you one of those Hoboken transplants who are ruining Westfield? <laughs> Hoboken. <laughs> the, ha- the house? It's just funny because Hoboken. Right. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of Hoboken. It's not, like, super nice. That's right? where uh, Cake Boss is from. Mm, yep, that's why I've heard yeah. of it. <laughs> uh, okay, it goes on to say, The house is crying from all the pain it is going through. You have changed it and made it so fancy. You are stealing its history. It cries for the past in what used to be in the time when I roamed its halls. The 1960s were a good time for 657 Boulevard when I ran from room to room, imagining the life with the rich occupants there. The house was full of life and young blood. Then it got old, and so did my father, but he kept watching until the day he died. And now I watch and wait for the day the young blood will be mine again. 657 Boulevard is turning on me. It's coming after me. I don't understand why. What spell did you cast on it? It used to be my friend, and now it is my enemy. I am in charge of 657 Boulevard. It is not in charge of me. I will fend off its bad things and wait for it to become good again. It will not punish me. I will rise again. I will be patient and wait for this to pass and you to bring me the young blood back to me. 657 Boulevard needs young blood. It needs you. Come back. Let the young blood play again like I once did. Let the young blood sleep in 657 boulevard stop changing it and let it alone i hate him yeah like did they look into like the past people who live there in the past yeah um but like nothing really came out of the people who used to live there like i hate it yeah there's certain suspects that like have a good like it seems right yeah but then it's like just nothing came out of it Okay, I'm stoked to hear the investigation part. Yeah. So once the renovations were done, they had security alarms installed, webcams watching the house, and sometimes Derek would even hide at night trying to catch someone. Mm-hmm. Like, Maria thought he was going fucking insane. I mean, yeah. Um, 
He looked into trained German shepherds and even posted an ad for military veterans to come work in the yard during the day to, like, scare away whoever the watcher was. Yeah. Just having, like, a bunch of macho military men (laughs) in your yard. Um, They actually put the house up for sale six months after they bought it, and they had initially listed it for more than they bought it to accommodate for the renovation costs, but it became clear pretty quickly that they weren't going to get what they wanted for it. Yeah. Uh, They agreed to give the letters in full to anyone whose offer got accepted because they didn't feel right letting someone buy the house and go through what they went through without, like, knowing what they were getting themselves into. After not getting any acceptable offers, they took the house off the market. Soon after, their story went viral. Everyone in town was talking about the Watcher House, and a lot of people were calling them scam artists and making the whole story up to get attention. In 20- Fuck no. Right? Like, why would you- Why would you losing spend millions money? of dollars? When you're not even getting what you paid for it. Like, yeah. that's not helping you. And, like, traumatizing your children at the same time. Like, they, right. there's no way that they did the- Yeah. I hate them. Right. Like, living at your parents' house because you're too afraid to move in. Yeah. No. You're not doing that for fucking attention. Yeah. Like, what attention are you going to get out of that? What benefit? None. I don't get it. So, in 2016, the real estate agent- Suggested that they wouldn't get what they were asking for, and so they should sell the land to a developer who could split the property into two homes, and that they'd probably get about a million for the land. The only issue is that the state mandate is that each lot has to be, or I don't know if it's state or city, but there's a mandate that says each lot has to be 70 feet wide. And if they split the lot into two new lots, each lot would be 67.4 and 67.6 feet wide it's like less than three fucking feet yeah fuck that yeah so they asked the planning board to grant an exception and when the meeting was held to discuss it more than a hundred people showed up to fight it why they even hired a lawyer to oppose it like they were saying that it was gonna like change the look of the neighborhood and like fucking hoa dude dude and it's not even i don't even think it's an hoa i think it's, it's probably just not fucking, like a city rich mandate. people have nothing else to do yeah then like oh well we don't want to live next to two houses like, yeah these people are going through fucking hell can yeah. you just let them get out of it like yeah. um so the board ended up rejecting the proposal fuck those guys i know and the family decided to rent the home until they figured out what to do and they f- actually did find a family to move in and they had, like, grown children, and they had two big dogs. So mm-hmm. they felt safe enough. They were yeah. like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, the fourth letter was sent after the renters had moved in. And it said, quote, Violent winds and bitter cold to the vile and spiteful Derek and his wench of a wife, Maria. So it's, like, starting off real strong. Yeah. Um, it continues, You wonder who the watcher is? Turn around, idiots. Maybe you even spoke to me, one of the so-called neighbors who has no idea who the Watcher could be. Or maybe you do know and you're too scared to tell anyone. Good move. I walked by the news trucks when they took over my neighborhood and mocked me. I watched as you, wa- as you watched from the dark house in an attempt to find me. Telescopes and binoculars are wonderful inventions. 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood strong with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Maybe a car accident. Maybe a fire. Maybe something as simple as a mild illness that never seems to go away, but makes you 
he makes like typos in this one or she uh, but makes you fell sick day after day after day after day after day maybe the mysterious death of a pet loved ones suddenly die planes and cars and bicycles crash bones break you were despised by the house and the watcher won so basically he's saying like yeah you could die at any time and it could just be an accident like oh my gosh yeah i'm annoyed i don't know if he's trying to say that like the house can make that happen or like well obviously whoever this is is a psychopath right but i don't know like what he's implying with that maybe they're schizophrenic that comes up okay that's an interesting point yeah we'll talk about that i'm excited now um the family renting the house they didn't give a shit about the letters they just thought it was like a weirdo playing a prank hell yeah they stayed there they're they're jersey people dude yeah they were like fuck this we're staying in this beautiful house yeah um so they stayed there until the house was sold so now we'll talk about the investigation okay the letters had been processed in kearney yeah is it k k e a r n y yeah yeah kearney yeah kearney kearney Kearney. Um, the US- Kearney, Kearney, same thing. Yeah. The U.S. Postal Service's um, distribution center in northern New Jersey. So they had been mailed from, like, somewhere with a very close proximity to the house. And at one point, Derek was chatting with John... Wait, let me actually just go back. This is not my notes, but this is something that bothers me. There were, like, I think four letters sent. Mm-hmm. After, like, the first one, the cop should have been like, hey, mail people... Yeah. When you go pick up mail from how from a house, if it looks like this, let us fucking know which house it yeah. was from. But the, Unless he also, he's doing, like, a Dropbox Yeah, thing. that's what I was thinking. Like, I don't think he'd be stupid enough to mail it from his house. Yeah, but it's like... Just be on the lookout. Like, yeah. A bolo. I don't, I don't know. It's like... Or maybe just don't fucking send it, because... Yeah, or like, they should have, like... I mean, I guess, like, you can't really, like, if there's, like, one of those, like, blue mailboxes that you just drop letters into, you know what I'm talking about? Like, on the side of the street. I don't know if they really have them out here. Right, but, like, maybe don't deliver it. Like, the mail person shouldn't deliver it to the house. They should take it to the police when they see it. Like, they should have had some communication with the Postal Service. Back east a lot, there's, like, these big blue mailboxes on the side. Mm -hmm. Like, just in, like, the city. They have them in Petaluma, like, everywhere. And you can just, like, drop letters. And, like, if you find a license, you drop your license in there. And, um, but, like... I guess you can't really, they can't really take the time to, like, look through every single one every, every, every time they pick it up. Right. But, but like, if this the is something carrier that's, yeah. that's delivering to 657, like, mm. they should, before they put it in the box, like, see it and yeah. take it, you know? Yeah, fair. I don't know. That was just, like. I just don't really know how much that would help. Right. I mean. So. Yeah. At one point, Derek was chatting with John Schmidt, who lived two doors down, when Schmidt told him about the Langfords. Who lived between them. Yeah. Um, Peggy Langford was in her 90s, and several of her adult children, all in their 60s, still lived with her. What the fuck? Yeah. The family was a bit odd, Schmidt said, but harmless. He described one of the younger men, Michael, who didn't work, as, quote, kind of a Boo Radley character. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, it turns out he is schizophrenic. Michael Langford. My vote's on Michael Langford. So, Derek thought this case was for sure solved. He was like, yeah, it's fucking Michael Langford. It's my neighbor. Langford house was right next to the easel on the back porch, which you couldn't see from the street. And remember how the watcher had asked if one of the kids was the artist in the family. Yeah. 
so that he was like, yeah, they can see it. Like yeah. he, like you wouldn't be able to see it from the street. They can see it from their house. Yeah. So the family had lived there since the 1960s when the watcher's father, the letter said, had started watching 657 Boulevard because he said my grandpa watched it in the 20s. My dad watched it in the 60s. Now it's my turn. Um, Richard Langford, the father, had died 12 years earlier, and the current watcher claimed to have been on the job for the better part of two decades. Yeah. So, like, it's all lining up. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Um, when the Brodises told Lugo about the family, he said he already knew, and after, a week after the first letter arrived, he had brought Michael Langford to police headquarters for an interview. Michael, of course, denied knowing anything about the letters, but the Brodises say that Lugo told him that the narrative of what he said matched things mentioned in the letters. But there wasn't any, like, hard evidence. So, this is annoying. Yeah, so after a few weeks, the police chief the police chief told the Brodises that without an admission, there wasn't, like, anything else that they could do. I'm irritated. Yeah. It's annoying. So Derek began his own investigation. We stand there. Yeah. He said, and this is where I'm like, go, dad. Yeah. He said, quote, this person attacked my family. And where I'm from, if you do that, you get your ass beat. There you go. Fuck yeah, Derek. Let's go, baby. Jersey <laughs> boy. I'm like, yeah, fucking same. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had a map, like, labeled, uh, the neighborhood labeled with all the dates that everyone had moved into the house, <laughs> like, on the whole neighborhood along the street. Um, and the Langfords were the only ones who had been there since the 60s. He marked the map with any house um, who would be able to see the easel in the backyard and who could have heard Maria calling the names, the kids' names. He hired a private investigator who watched the neighborhood and ran background checks on the Langfords, but he found nothing worth looking into. Um, he reached out to a former FBI agent who was the inspiration behind Clara. Clarice Starling from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> and hired Robert Lenahan, another former FBI agent, to run a threat assessment. Lenahan found uh, thought that from the letters, the watcher was older, since they used like double spaces between sentences, but less of a macho person since the letters were threatening but didn't use profanity. Yeah. Um Lenahan didn't think that the threats had like real basis behind them. But the amount of typos and errors meant that the watcher was erratic. Oh, so, like, schizophrenic, kind of. Yeah. He thought maybe the watcher was an old housekeeper or someone who used to work there who was angry that they couldn't afford to buy the house themselves. Which kind of does make sense, because in one of the letters he says, um, like, I used to run around and imagine Imagine what it would be like. Yeah. So I'm like, I feel like that's a good theory. Yeah. But I don't know. Um... But Derek was convinced it was Langford's. He was like, no. So am I. (laughs) I kind of am, too. I don't know. It's so hard to, like... I I mean, like, it's just the only plausible explanation to me. Like, especially the easel thing. Right. And especially, like, how erratic the letters are and how odd they are. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very, like, almost old-timey. Like, it's, like... And, and, like, the timelines matching up with them living there since the 60s. And that's what he said in his letter. And, like, yeah, I don't know. I like need to maybe look up what the school was, looks like. Like, maybe he was friends with one of the kids that lived there in, at the time, and so he would, like, play with the friend and, you know, run around the halls and imagine what it would be like to live in the house. I don't know. 
It's very strange. Yo, he died. Michael Langford? Yeah. Oh. Oh, just kidding. Different one. So. Oh. <laughs> They're saying... Uh, wait, I'm... The West... Uh, the Westfield Watcher. Yeah. was like... Another name for it. I'm annoyed. The house is dope, though. Yeah. It's a really cool house. Um... But anyway, Derek wrote a letter to the Langfords to tell them that uh, he planned to tear down the house, like, trying to get an angry response, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, something that would be from the Watcher, but was, like, from them. But they didn't respond to it. Suspicious, if you ask me. I know. So, the police brought Michael in for another investigation, but his sister Abby stepped in and accused the police of harassing their family. Abby. I know. Abby, shut the fuck up. Abby, shut up. <laughs> when the Brodises hired a lawyer, Lee Levitt, Levitt met with the Langfords and their lawyer to show them some of the evidence. Like, he didn't give it all up, but he showed them a couple pieces, and they still insisted that they were all innocent. I mean, of course they would. Yeah. Derek even had a dream where he had confronted Peggy Lanford, Langford, the oldest in the family, and demanded that she built an eight-foot fence between their properties. Like, that was just a dream he had. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, like, kin- in his mind, convinced. Yeah. It was them. Um, there were other suspects, though. The investigator found out that there were three sex offenders living within a few blocks. Yeah, but that doesn't really seem like a it sex offender. Track, yeah. yeah. I mean, he talks about, like, young blood, but, like... Also, like, just the other things that he was saying about the house, like, that... Yeah. Just because, I mean... Listen, I'm not defending sex offenders, but I don't think they give a fuck about the house. Right, right, right. Yeah. The only thing that I would think maybe would be, like, the young blood comments, but it's not... Yeah. I I didn't... I don't really think no. that that's, those are suspects. I'm not convinced. Right. Um, but this is weird. One of the backyard neighbors had lawn chairs set up, like, weirdly close to the property, and the house painter one day... Um, noticed that an older guy was sitting in one of the chairs, but he was facing the Brodus's house and not his own house. Like, he was just watching. Like, he was just sitting there staring at them. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Which is weird. Hmm. And he would have been close enough to hear the kids' names. Yeah, and he can see the easel. And he can see the easel. So I'm like, hmm, but nothing came out of that either. So, yeah, Baron... There's sh- no more information on that? No. What they the just fuck? said, oh yeah, the house painter saw it one day, but... i hate this i know i'm annoyed yeah so baron chamblis a retired detective was asked to take a look at the case i love when they do that i I love when they ask like retired detectives because they're always the ones that solve it (laughs) right and he 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 actually got somewhere yeah he didn't solve it but like he made some steps but he put in some work yeah so uh dna was run on the letters and turned out that uh the dna belonged to a woman Oh, I have change, right? Well, so, didn't you say that there was multiple women in the Langford? Yeah, yeah, I mean there was Peggy. Yeah, and then well the the or Peggy's like ninety, and yeah. then there's Abby who's the sister, sister, so she's probably somewhere in her like fifties, sixties. Yeah, um, which tracks that tracks. So I don't know. The Westfield Police Department came to the Broadduses though and said that they'd ruled out the Langfords as suspects. Because the DNA was a woman. It's like... Okay, but there's still women in the house, bitch. Yeah. It could have been a man that wrote that and then a woman who mailed it. Exactly. Totally. 
So, of course, Derek was like, fuck this, I'm investigating again. So, he kind of gets, like, a little wild with it. Um, I mean, he's probably, like, having a mental breakdown. Oh, I mean, I sure. would. Yeah, for sure. He he went around and asked neighbors if they recognized the handwriting on the envelopes and had hired a security company called Kroll to analyze the handwriting samples to try to find a match, but nothing came out of that. And this is where it's, like, starts a little, a little bit much. Derek found a hacker who was willing to, like, hack all the Wi-Fi networks in the neighborhood <laughs> and, like, look into what his neighbors were, like, looking up or storing on their this computers. Man, this man loves his family. Yeah. And so he, the hacker was, like, willing to do this. And yeah. then Derek, like, found out that it was, one, illegal. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do that. You can't do that. And, two, it was, like, harder to do than they make it look like in the... In the movies? In the movies. So, like, he just didn't want to... He didn't want to do it. So, he dropped it. This man has money. Yeah, he has money. I mean... Yeah. A $1.3 million house. Plus renovations. Plus renovations. Plus hiring all these people. A PI. Yeah. A hacker. A lawyer. A hacker. A security team. Right. Yeah. So, he dropped that. He was like, yeah, don't, well, let's not do that. Yeah. That's fine. probably a good call, Derek. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be... Listen, Derek, I support. Into... I support. But you can't help your family if you're in jail. Yeah, exactly. Like, so... You're not... Your credibility is going to go a little bit yeah. shit if you're doing illegal shit The yourself. hacker might have gotten a job out of it. The FBI, it had been like a yeah, Penelope right? Garcia type of situation, like criminal minds. I know. And he was like, yeah, I had a friend that knew this hacker. Like, my friend's in tech, and he knew the hacker. And it's like, what kind of friends are you hanging out with? Yeah. <laughs> Smart people? Yeah. Um, so Chamblis, though, is still investigating, too, on his, like, on his end. Yeah. Just not with the police department. Yeah. And he found out that around the time that the Brodises had moved in, another family on the block had gotten a letter from the watcher. Oh. But they just threw Why it. is this information not... They just threw it away. They were like, no, whatever. Bitch! Why are these I people sw- not, Okay, listen, like, listen. Caring? Everybody listening right now, if you ever get a strange letter in the mail, never throw it away. Keep that shit. Seriously. Keep that. Why do you not care that someone's sending you weird letters? You don't have to keep it in your house. Bring it to the police. Be like, hold this for evidence. Put it in a safety deposit box at the yeah. bank. I don't know. Yeah. Like, Come on, people. It. Come on. Yeah. It's 2022. What are we doing? Right. So they were like, yeah, we got one, but like, I don't, we threw it away. I don't, I don't know. It's like not a big deal. Go to the dump and look for it. Right. So whatever. Like, yeah, I just don't remember. It, it like wasn't that bad. So whatever. <laughs> and so they couldn't really do anything with it. Um, Chamblis watched the house and found a car lingering a little too long in the front, like parked. Mm. That's a little weird. Yeah. So he traced that car. And it came back to a woman Ooh. whose boyfriend lived on the same street. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The woman told Chamblis that her boyfriend was into, quote, some really dark video games, including one where his character's name was The Watcher. Fuck off. Yep. Fuck off. Yep. The boyfriend was living somewhere else at the time, but Chamblis said that he agreed to come in for an interview on two separate occasions, but he didn't show up either time. That's a little fishy to me. Uh-huh. But Chambly's just didn't have enough evidence. And the media attention was, like, dying down, starting to go away. So he just dropped the case and moved on. He was like, yeah, I'm done with this. I'm annoyed. Yeah. So, like, there are some solid leads in this case. Listen, I want somebody to investigate this. Keep going. Yeah. I need, need to know. like, internet sleuths. Like, you know the show Don't Fuck With Cats? Yeah. Okay. 
I that's I, who we need. I have not watched that. That's who we need. I have not watched. I don't know what it is. People talk about these shows on Netflix all the time, and I'm like, I've never heard of that. Like, I don't know if my Netflix just sucks and like it doesn't come up as a as a suggestion <laughs> for me, but like, dude, I just heard about Don't Fuck with Cats. It's wild. I heard about uh, literally two different TikToks in a row last night mm. where, because, I don't know, I've been feeling like I kind of need to cry lately. You know, like, you kind of, like, you know, there's certain shows where you just want right, to watch right, them and, right. like, be like, oh, wow, my life is destroyed. <laughs> like, I've been kind of feeling like that. And two different TikToks came up in a row about two shows. And I can't remember the names of them, but I saved the TikToks so I can watch them later. Yeah, Don't Fuck With Cats is insane. They, like, um basically like track this guy down it's been a while since i watched it but they like track this guy down based on like a picture i love that and like the building in the background or yeah it's like out of a window he posts a video and then out of a window they can see a building and they track the building and then they track like okay from what window would you see that building at that vantage point like these internet people are insane i know it's crazy that's what I always tell people, like, you really gotta be careful about what the fuck you put online. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, people, if people want to find you, they can find you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I always think about, like, I, there's a, st- okay, there's actually a story from my hometown. Um, this girl that, I didn't go to high school with her, but a friend of a friend went to high school with her, and, like, it was, like, local area. But she, she was beautiful. Like, gorgeous teenage girl. Like, right. per- like nice body, beautiful eyes, like. Just, and, like, a nice girl. She's an athlete. And she had posted a photo somewhere at, like, and she tagged the location of it. Mm. And it was somewhere that she frequented. And Mm. she started getting stalked by some random person that had found her on Instagram and was following her. Oh, I hate that. Right? Right? Mm. And, like, I heard about it in college and I was like, holy shit. So, like, I'll tag locations, but I'll never... Like, it's not someone that, somewhere that I go a lot. It's not somewhere that I go by myself. It's not right. somewhere, like, you usually, like, if I tag my location in a photo, it's just as, like, South Lake Tahoe. Same. I always do South Lake Tahoe because I feel like it's pretty easy to, like, see the lake and be like, well, that's Tahoe. Yeah. Like, no one, I'm not hiding that from anyone. But, like, yeah. I don't even tag, like, what restaurant I'm at or, like, what beach or what brewery or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, I just say South Lake. Yeah. That's all. God, I hate people. Yeah. So internet's scary yeah but we need some internet sleuths to come in and take a look at this yeah come and maybe they will since the movie or since like the, the show, series came yeah. out like maybe people will get interested in it again i i fucking hope so dude Me i need too. answers and i feel like the family deserves it yeah so do we have an update on them um kind of they're i feel like they definitely like want to stay out of the spotlight like they yeah. definitely don't mm-hmm. want people to know where they're at right now because yeah. like somebody's gonna try and probably copycat that shit yeah so on June 2nd, 2015, a year after buying 657 Boulevard, the Broadduses filed a legal complaint against the Woods, the people who had owned the house before. Okay. They argued that the Woods should have disclosed the letter, just like they had closed, disclosed the fact that water sometimes got in the basement. Yeah. Um, they claimed that the Woods were so desperate to sell the house that they didn't disclose something that would have har- caused harm to them and their three children. Um, the Woods' lawyer said state laws requires owners to disclose physical elements associated with the property, not an off-site social condition, such as bad neighbors. I think this is a little more than bad neighbors. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to be devil's advocate for a second, though, is they had said they'd only received one letter. Who knows so if that's said. true? Who, that, who <laughs> knows if that's true or not? Right, right, right. But, like, 
they pro like honestly like we know the whole story like we know how many letters they got and how scary right. they were they might not have even thought that like this was an issue they might have just thought it was right. some neighborhood kid playing a prank yeah know? i mean the so in the letter that they had gotten um the watcher kind of was like this is my house like yeah it belongs to my family like we watch it you know and so they were also kind of saying like well if someone's coming up and saying that they have like rights to this property like we should know yeah because in in this is something i'm learning from my new job and i might be wrong but okay i'm pretty sure based on give us your knowledge um you have to run like a title on the property to make sure that no one else has any rights to the property like water rights or anything like that and so like that happens in like the closing process Mm -hmm. and so i'm assuming they did that and yeah it came up with nothing but it should have been disclosed that someone is saying that they have rights to the property especially back east though like Mm -hmm. stuff like that does happen yeah where like someone it like old family will own a property Mm -hmm. and it just doesn't get updated into like an online system so like people they they don't know that anybody owns that property right or they have like rights to a certain part of the property yeah. or whatever so the broadduses were saying that the woods should have disclosed the letters just based on that yeah plus okay. like the threatening nature of it fair so yeah i don't know the woods uh filed counter complaints saying that the broadus family was trying to smear their reputation by working with local national and international news reporters to publish their complaint Judge Camille Kenny threw out all counts on both sides based on lack of evidence. So, like, the lawsuit never went anywhere. Yeah. That's, mm. Which I'm kind of like, I can see both sides. Like, I understand why, like, they didn't disclose the letters, or the letter. But in the letters that the Brodus's got, they were like, the I asked the Woods to sell the house and they did and like I asked them to bring me young blood and they did and like that's a little fishy and to so me. it's like who to believe you know this guy's a fucking psycho so yeah. like maybe they you know didn't say it. like maybe none of that happened and so you don't know I don't know <sighs> it's easy to see both sides I'm annoyed yeah so the Broadus family sold 657 Boulevard in July of 2019 at a loss of about four hundred thousand dollars Damn, that's a big hit. Yeah. They bought another house in Westfield under an LLC so that the watcher wouldn't be able to find them just in case. The new owners of the house haven't commented on if they've received any letters or not. So, like, that's literally the only update I have on the family is that they moved, but they didn't buy a house under their name. Fuck. Yeah. So now let's get into some theories. Okay, I'm ready. Because some of them are kind of fun. Not fun, but, like, interesting (laughs) fun for us yeah fun for us um a commenter on nj.com suggested ground penetrating radar to find whatever the watcher claimed was in the walls i don't think there's shit in the walls yeah a home inspector had already looked and he just said that um the only issue was a lack of insulation so yeah like yeah i think he was just i mean you never know yeah amityville horror house had like lots of bodies in the wall yeah but did an inspector go out and look i don't know yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like if an inspector went out and looked, like, that's their job. And yeah. they were remodeling, so I assume, like, quite a bit of the walls were torn yeah. down. I don't or know. work was being done at yeah. least, and, yeah. like, something would have come up. Right. So, 
a group of Reddit users obsessed over um, Google Maps. We need to get some Reddit people on this shit because they'll fucking solve it. Mm -hmm. So they were obsessed with the Google Maps street view, which showed a car parked in front of 657. And one user thought that um, in the car was, quote, a man holding a camera in the driver's seat. But then, like, other people were like, no, it just looks pixelated because they're, like, not trying to show someone's face. Yeah. So, that was kind of like, you know, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, the range of proposed suspects included a mistress, a burned realtor, a local high schooler's creative writing project. Fuck off. No way. Um, marketing for a horror movie and, quote, mall goths having fun mall goths yeah like goth kids that hang out at the mall yeah <laughs> i didn't know that there was a term called mall, mall goths. goths yeah i don't know that's a quote from okay. reddit so. all right um there's also a theory and this one kind of gets me there's also a theory that a high school english teacher had written the letters why because apparently he had admitted to his students that there was a house that he was obsessed with and he had written over 50 letters to the house but he didn't write them to the owners, he said. Strange. Uh-huh. Fun facts. That teacher is Robert Kaplow, who retired, started writing books, and one of them got made into the movie Me and Orson Welles, starring Zac Efron. <laughs> so random. It is really random. Yeah, so, like, I think um, I had read... I didn't write it down, but I think I had read that, like, he had had their his students as like an assignment find a house that they like and write letters that's weird to the house that's weird that's so weird yeah and then he admitted like oh i'm obsessed with this one house and i've written 50 plus letters to it so i don't it's Mm. it's interesting it's interesting i just don't know i don't have enough evidence yeah i know it's like there are little things that fit with like certain aspects yeah like how would he know about the easel Right. How would... He said that he wrote 50 letters, but they only got four. Yeah, but, like, you don't know how long he's been writing these letters for. Or, like, how many he's sent. That's true, because the Woods situation. Right. So, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. God damn it. I hate when cases aren't solved. I know. Some of the people thought that the Brodises were idiots for not moving in. Um, A couple quotes were... Uh, or a quote was... I would never let this sicko stop me from moving into a house. Never back down from a terrorist. All caps. God, I hate people. Yeah, and that irritated. So, okay, my whole (laughs) thing is, like, I'm a pussy. Like, I am. Like, I swear to God, like, I... Oh, okay. Last night, you you heard of the movie Barbarian. It just came out. No. It was just in theaters. No. It's not good. Don't watch it. Okay. Um, I mean, if you like those, like, weird movies that are just kind of like, what the fuck? No. Weird. Um, we watched it last night, and literally the whole time, I was like, I don't want to fucking watch this. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to watch this. Right. Because, like, it's just one of those movies that was so stupid, Mm. but also scary, but creepy, but slightly interesting. Right. But I was, I, I was scared. Mm. I'm. I don't like it. I'm scared. Yeah. And it. The stuff that creeps me out is the stuff that scares me is like the creepy stuff. Like yeah. I can watch like Insidious and stuff like that. We watched um Annabelle last night, and we watched yeah. all of the Insidiouses See, last weekend. So that doesn't bother me, but like 
being scared or being mm-hmm. like creeped out like right. oh like that's weird like like psych- psychological yeah things. psychological yeah. thrillers can't do it yeah can't do it i like psychological thrillers. Uh, yeah because you're sarah because <laughs> i'm fucking weird because you're not a pussy yeah well anyway what so I, I get like him not but i i get him my whole thing i would not move in no. absolutely not yeah especially with my kids no right and so that like irritated the people were saying that that irritated derek and derek said quote None of them have read the letters or had their children threatened by someone they didn't know. To decide whether this person's only nuts enough um, to write these letters and not to do something, what if something did happen? Exactly. That's my whole thing. Like, you can't say that these letters are, like... What if something... And then living in constant fear, I wouldn't be able to do it. Yeah, I mean, the guy was, like, looking at having war veterans in his yard. Like, you're living in a fucking jail at that point. I'm already kind of scared... We have a bear in our neighborhood and eh, neighborhood. We have a bear that's been like really out and about like right. every day our, our trash cans because we have the bear cans. Mm. They're on their side or like thrown across the driveway. Oh, damn. Yeah. And it's, he's fine. But like every day I'm slightly scared that he's going to jump over the fence and come into my room because right. I have that sliding glass door. Yeah. So I'm scared that he's going to like jump over the fence and like get his way into my room. Right. It's like you shouldn't have to live in fear that some creepy neighbor is going to freaking like get you you know yeah that sucks i hate that especially like yeah with three young kids I, I wouldn't fuck with it yeah we never had bad neighbors really yeah i can't think of any um i had a bad neighbor here the one across the street really oh yeah i remember you telling me about Fucking him psychopath no uh we had like no like my the first apartment that we lived in when we moved here every single one of our neighbors was like great we, we were friends. <laughs> my old neighborhood in um, Petaluma, I loved my neighbors. Yeah. Like, all of them were amazing. Our neighbors right now are so nice. When we were doing our garage sale, a bunch of them, like, walked by. Really? Yeah. And, Aww. like, came and hang out. I, I hung used, out. I used to have a neighbor in Petaluma. It was, like, an old couple. Well, not old, but they were older. And they had this dog that they just let go off leash because he would, like, walk on the sidewalks. And yeah. Like, wait for them at the streets. I love that. And he would run... They'd pass by my house to get to this, like, field that he used to run around in, and he would come up to my porch and, like, wait for Denali to come out so that they could go play together. And so I'd hear him, like, tip-tapping on the porch. He was, like, a standard poodle. Um, and he'd be, like, tip-tapping on the porch, and then I'd open the door and him and Denali would run I, over to the field. My goal in life is to have a neighbor that has a dog that likes my dogs. Yeah. So that we can, like... Whenever you're sick of your dog, you'd be like, go, go over there. Right. Like, go to this person's house. Yeah, and that's what they used to do. They used to come pick up Denali and go run oh, at the I... field and then come back. That's amazing. I know. They were, I loved, I loved them. Um, Steve and Janie were their names. Aww. Very sweet people. We love Steve and Janie. Yeah. So another theory was that the Broduses had suffered buyer's remorse and realized that they couldn't afford the home. And so they created an elaborate scheme to get out of the sale. I don't believe it. Which is like, fuck off. If they have enough money to hire PIs and security teams yeah. and contractors and everything, like, they're fine. Y- they're fine. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, some people thought that Derek was cooking up some kind of insurance fraud or that they were angling for a movie deal. But Doubt it. They did receive several offers for movie deals and they turned them all down. Yeah. Um, Lifetime released a movie called The Watcher and they sent a cease and desist letter to Lifetime. Good. Yeah. But Lifetime argued that the couple in its movie was biracial <laughs> and the letters were signed The Raven. So it wasn't like factual enough. 
to mm. to follow a cease and desist. Like they couldn't say no. Mm, fuck off, Lifetime. Yeah. Still excited for the Christmas movies though. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I mean they're good movies, but like, uh, not good movies. Just I mean they're cheesy, but they're like fun. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They're nostalgic. Yeah. This, yeah, I said yeah. that right. Yeah. I don't know. This sounded really wrong. Nostalgic. Coming out of my mouth. Nostalgic. Okay. Um. But yeah, to this day, the case has not been solved. I absolutely despise that. And that is the true story of the Watcher House. Well, now I'm excited to go watch the Watcher. I know. So everyone, let us know, like what you think because i think the biggest um differences that i had seen was that they were living in the in the series they're living in the house my hand is cramping up oh my mom gets those all the time ah, that hurt sorry uh, <laughs> my mom does the same thing where her yeah. hand goes like that yeah um but i think the biggest differences that i had seen like i haven't watched the show but i've seen like snips here and there was that they're living in the house in the show I mean, like, they never moved in. Yeah. Um, I think the kids are older. In the show? Yeah, in the show. Okay. And then also, the first letter that they get, the daughter... Finds it? It's like, yeah, they're at the breakfast table, and she's, like, reading it before school to, like, reading it out loud to the family. Yeah. And, like, uh, they never told the kids about it. Oh, or really? at least, like, not for, the, like, the first couple years, but then... They when probably it, don't know. When it got... When it went viral, they had to, like, sit down and be like... This is why we haven't moved yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there are a lot of, like, really big differences. Um, so, yeah, let me know if you, like, see any other big differences. Because yeah. I haven't watched it. I don't know if I will. I've not heard good things about it. <laughs> um, The only reason that I'm scared to watch it, not scared to watch it, but don't really want to watch it, is that, like, I've seen a lot of people on Netflix just saying how it's, like, or on TikTok saying how it's, like, overly dramatized right Mm -hmm. and like it's kind of to the point where it's more for entertainment well i mean i guess fair i've just heard it's like really slow and hard to get into okay fair so i don't know but yeah it is it is like maybe i'll give it a whirl the baseline truth i'll give it a whirl see what see what i think let me know um but yeah that's my case um creepy i'm just gonna back up really quick because we were talking about christmas mm. i'm putting up my christmas tree this week oh <laughs> i don't give a fuck hate on me Jason all you want me. no i fucking love christmas i would keep a christmas year- tree up all year if i could yeah and just decorate it for different jason holidays. would kill me so no i just cleaned out i got rid of my futon so i have mm. like a like a open corner in my room i'm trying to figure out where we're gonna put the tree this year i would uh, i was gonna say right there but that's in front of the heater yeah I would, but the TV's so good over there. I know. I mean, I can move the t- like the TV's on Maybe the Maybe just or... in front of the mirror. Yeah. Because then it'll make the lights reflect but more. But then it kind of like blocks that walkway. I don't know. Yeah. The TV like can move side to side. So I'm thinking about moving it over and then putting it right there. I don't know. Decisions, decisions. I know. So many things to think about. So. All right. Well, that was a good one. Thanks. I loved that. It was. Really, I mean, I hated it, but I loved yeah, it. Yeah, it was fun to research because it was kind of spooky and like Oogly, I, I always research at night because I'm like working and yeah. busy, and then Avery's up and she wants to see my computer and like. Bleh. So I wait until she goes to bed, and then it's all dark in here. I have no like, idea what case I'm doing, and I'm we're recording this week at some point. If I, Tiffany's not sick. If Tiffany's not sick, yeah. Or we can do it again. Yeah. I don't know. I have to figure that out. That's another thing I have to do today. I know what case you should do. Okay, tell me after. Yeah, I will. 
Okay, we're going to end this now. Okay. Remember, don't be evil. Don't do it. Don't be it. Don't do it. Love you. Love you guys. See you next week.